Share delicious vegan cooking with someone you love. With more than 400 online lessons, home chefs of all skill levels are sure to enjoy the gift of plant-based courses. Show your appreciation and let them know you care with an introduction to healthier home cooking by visiting vcoco.com forward slash the jealous vegan. That's V-E-E-C-O-C-O dot com forward slash the jealous vegan for 10% off all gift cards for the jealous vegan audience. I've got to stop making myself feel bad about not doing better through this process because all that was going to continue to happen is I'd make bad choices, I'd feel bad about those choices, and I'd make more bad choices. And that circle was just going to end up, you know, with me about, you know, making an audition tape for my 600-pound life. And I was like, <laughs> I, I can't do this. <laughs> Wait. Oh. <laughs> Jay, you're so dramatic. 600, though? I love it. I know, so extreme. Oh, God. God. Listen, listen. Nobody saw that coming. I have watched that show and been like, how did you get there? And now I'm like, oh, I see. (laughs) Welcome to The Jealous Vegan, a podcast about healthy eating, habit change, and the hurdles we all need help overcoming. I'm Jennifer Hunley, co-founder of The Jealous Vegan, also known as The Voice. Today we are joined by April Frazier, confidence coach, co-founder of The Jealous Vegan, also known as The Influencer. Jendai Jackson, owner of Jendai Asha Creative, also known as The Entrepreneur. Lisa Carter, founder of Kinetic Fitness, also known as The Balancer. Lawrence Rassall, The Weekend Chef, also known as The Artisan. I don't think we'd be overstating things to say that 2020 has been a lot. And while we know that the turning of the calendar to 2021 is not going to magically change anything that has happened, we thought it would be a good opportunity for us to take a step back, think about what we have done this year and where we might be able to apply a little grace and mercy really towards ourselves, but also with others as we head into this next year. And really the idea came from the holiday of Yom Kippur, which is also known as the Day of Atonement. And this was the opportunity for the entire nation to go to God and ask for forgiveness of their sins. But on the day before that, they were really supposed to go and ask their neighbors for forgiveness first. And so it got us to thinking, what are areas of our lives where we're not making progress because we haven't asked for forgiveness first? And is that forgiveness something that we need from someone else? or that we need to grant ourselves. Such a good topic. I love it. I love it. I love it. Forgiveness is so, you know, can we talk about the misconception first about forgiveness that to forgive someone that means that they have to apologize? Not true. Or that to forgive someone means to acknowledge that you're condoning. To let it be okay. Yeah. That that you're condoning. Exactly. That you're condoning it. Also not true. There may be some others, if you guys think of something, pop it in here. But the idea being that forgiveness does not require that the person... Acknowledges. uh, They maybe, right? Maybe, right? Maybe they don't even need to acknowledge. A person could be dead, right? That you need to forgive, right? Right. Or the person could be, it just could be not a good idea for you to have a conversation with them. Can you forgive them without their permission? Can you forgive them without them agreeing? Can you forgive them without them apologizing? Can you forgive them without condoning what they've done? 
And when you put that in that context of what forgiveness doesn't require, it also shines a spotlight on what we need to forgive ourselves for. And do we require those things of ourselves in order to let it go? I looked up the definition of forgiveness in preparation for this episode. And to your point, April, it says the act of pardoning an offender or ceasing to feel resentment toward him or her because of his or her offense and giving up all claim to recompense or to let go of. And I needed that definition because as I was thinking about Jen's question, like, do we need forgiveness from others? Do I need to forgive my neighbor or even or even myself? I was trying to figure out what I'm holding on to, right? Because that's part of that definition. What resentment am I holding on to? Which led me to actually look up the definition of mercy, because I feel like that fits me a little bit better. Um, and I don't want to jump ahead into that conversation and the definition of mercy. But to your point, April, it's about the act, right? The, the internal act of letting go. Yes. I love that you said that the internal act of letting go, which is a choice. You know, I'm all about that. It's a choice. <laughs> it's a conscious one, right? It's when you get to decide regardless of whether the other person or yourself, um, it's something that's, um, it's something that's decision is what I'm trying to look the word I'm looking for. It's a decision regardless of the external factors at play. When I was thinking about this episode, uh, something came to mind. I, I read a book recently called It Didn't Start With You. And they talk about trauma and childhood trauma and generational trauma. But the author really sounds home the point that his was particularly in the family unit. When you have problems, issues with one or the other parent or both, no matter what it stems from, sometimes it makes it very hard to move forward in your adult life until you can forgive those people until you can move forward, until you can let it go, even if they are deceased. You need to find a way to mend that in yourself so that you can move forward. But the book was really fascinating because they talked about how important that parent-child bond is. They walk you through these exercises. And one of the exercises that they walk you through is to like close your eyes and then visualize your your mom and visualize her walking towards you and see how it feels in your body and then do the same thing with your dad. And what I found was like my dad, when I think about my dad, it makes me very uncomfortable. We don't have a great relationship. We pretty much have a non-existent relationship. And there's so much that I, I hold on to, even not even, I've never really known my dad well, but I still hold on to so many things that that book really made me Start the process of I've got to go deep in here and first of all, probably forgive somebody who's not that sorry um, and maybe never have the type of closure that I would want to see. But in order for me to move forward in my life, I'm going to have to learn to really give it up and to forgive in that type of way. And so when, <laughs> when Jen was talking about this episode and she's like, is there anything, anybody that you need to forgive? And I was like, man, this just really keeps coming back. Huh? I just really gotta, I just really gotta work <laughs> on my stuff. It keeps coming back to work on. And like April was saying, it's an internal thing. I don't necessarily need to have a conversation with my dad who is still alive to be able to let go and to forgive and to feel the peace that it would bring myself to let go. I don't need to, that's not necessarily a conversation that needs to be had. I don't need to drive and go see him or do any of that stuff, but it does need to happen 
uh, as most relationships do, in order to really, you know, step into your, your full potential, you've got to let things go and deal with things sometimes. Yeah. I'm actually glad you, you went first. That was a great segue um, for my comment. I always growing up, I was under the guys that someone had to ask for forgiveness before you could bestow them with it. So your definition, Jindy, and then of course, Lisa, your, um, your input just now, some of you know that, uh, similar to you, Lisa, I just, I have, you know, issues with my father. My father has passed away though. And so I held, and even to a degree, I still hold on to a lot of pain, um, just with growing up and just being subjected to that period in my life. But again, just growing older and wiser and just understanding human behavior and again, being forgiven, forgiving rather. And obviously that has changed and that has propelled me to, you know, forgive my father, even though he, he may have never acknowledged just the, the, the trauma that exists, uh, you know, between he and I, and just in our family unit as a whole. So ironically, similar to everyone else's uh, comment, it's just, it's sort of, it's strange to talk about this and not really (laughs) be prepared to uh, delve into it. So thank you for the therapy guys. I'm glad you, I'm glad you use the word therapy. <laughs> it is. It, it's therapy because I mean, as a man, different from being a woman, I mean, obviously we're humans, but uh, I understand my father and some of the decisions that he made. And, you know, he was raised without his father. <laughs> I don't even want to get into it, but, but just, again, just looking at things, not just from a child's standpoint, and saying that my father didn't do this, my father didn't do that, he wasn't this, he wasn't that. But now, being a man, it's just, I, I look at him totally different now. I want to insert just one thing before we move along, and that is what you said, Lawrence, made me think about the importance of therapy and the importance of talking it out. And what I find in my coaching practice and with the men that are in my life, I find that it's harder for men to talk about their feelings but also powerful and is a way, um, especially this is for you and for anyone in the audience, male or female who may be listening, that talking about your feelings can help you let it go and can help you forgive regardless of, because it helps unearth, just as you said, like we form these perceptions, we form judgments really about how something went or didn't go at a time in our lives when we didn't have all the facts. I mean, who does at any point, right? But that person, and I can speak for myself in this way, I did the same thing. We all have stuff with our parents, (laughs) even the good ones, even the, the near perfect ones, we all have stuff with our parents. And it's not because our parents are bad. It's because they did the best they could, what they knew. Generally speaking, there are some probably some bad parents. I'm not, I'm I'm speaking to generally speaking, parents do the best they've got with what they know and what they can bring. And they still manage to create some scars in the children. And it's not for a lack of motive. It's not for motivation, nefarious motivation, but talking about it can help us to heal and help us to understand what we need to let go of in order to forgive them and to forgive ourselves for holding on to whatever it is that has scarred us. I agree with what Lauren said, and I think we're 
kind of in the same boat. Slightly different in my story. And I think I've been pretty open about this on the podcast in the past. My father was a violent alcoholic and he has been deceased for about six years now. And I have carried, probably literally carried on my body, the pain of growing up in that household and what that relationship felt like for me. And when that relationship, despite the abuse, he was my favorite person in the world. And so when my parents finally separated and our relationship effectively ended, not for lack of trying on my part, I certainly felt that same, that sense of abandonment and resentment and regret and all of those things. Um, and it's been very difficult to get past. And, and I think the reason that I wanted to, to bring it up and, and frame it in this context is a lot of times we are making decisions and walking through life based on our past experience. And if we never get to the point of asking for or granting forgiveness because of those experiences, we're stuck. So whether we were the offender or the offended in any situation, we are likely to be stuck doing the same things that we've always done and not able to live a life that makes us feel good and, and allows us to give goodness to others. And so we think that this topic of forgiveness and, and finding even professional assistance to get to a point where you can be forgiving of someone is vital to be able to, to keep moving in a life of growth. I'm curious to your original point. Thank you, Jen, for pointing that out. And audience, I want to piggyback on that to say, yes, please, therapy helps. I can speak personally, probably some other people in here. Ask can I. Therapy does Ask help. Ask can I. Ask can I. <laughs> Lawrence, you're the only standout. I guess I'm the only one. <laughs> the oddball. Well, but, but, and, and, and not to pick on you, Lawrence, but it's curious that you're the guy, uh, right? And guys tend to, and, and no judgment, but, but it does seem to be harder for you, for men generally to talk about their feelings unless they're trained or they choose to, to train. So to call out, Jen, to piggyback on that thought, yes, audience, therapy, therapy, therapy. Yes, therapy. Um, I'm curious though, Jen, to your first question, I think you open with this. What do we need to forgive? I'm wondering how uncomfortable we're willing to feel right now in this way of what, what right now do each of us need to forgive? So that question goes back to what I began to say about mercy, right? Cause I don't, I don't, maybe I'm not being self-reflective enough, but I don't feel like I have a lot of resentment towards others and even myself. And so I went in this trajectory of figuring out what mercy is and when I looked at the definition, which says an expression of kind consideration or pity that brings relief to those who are disadvantaged or tender compassion, also at times a lightning of judgment or punishment, I immediately was like, oh my gosh, Jindy, you need to give yourself more mercy. You need to be 100% times more compassionate with yourself than you are. And that hit me. It sat with me because I don't, I don't feel the resentment. I don't feel like I'm holding on to anything that strong, but I do know that I'm very hard on myself and need to relieve some of that pressure, some of that judgment that I put on myself. I have anxiety disorder and a couple of different things that I feel like I know for sure are genetic things. Um, and so I carried a lot of uh, anger and resentment and a whole lot of things towards my parents, both of them, really. But my dad, there's so many parts of him that I that I'm I'm 
I'm like him in many ways and I, I've always resented it. But I felt like I need to, for me, it was a matter of letting go of what I don't have control over. Like, I'm here and that's that. And both of my parents did what they could. Um, to, uh, to speak to Lauren's point, the more I really tried to look at my, my dad in particular for all the things that make him him, all the things that I know about him, all the stories that I know about him. And I really try to look at what his life was like, is like. It definitely puts me in a place where I can extend to him a measure of forgiveness and also mercy. Uh, I like Jen's definition of mercy because to be compassionate with someone because of, of understanding, you're working with a lot too, actually. So you didn't, you didn't probably mean to be, you know, all the things that you were to be able to look at somebody in that light and to be able to say, you know, you're doing the best you can, just like I'm doing the best that I can. And we're both going to do the best that we can, uh, has actually been really relieving because I'm not all the way through it clearly, but it has helped in the process of like, I'm going to let this go, you know, and I'm going to move forward. So uh, as this episode came back around, I was like, all right back to we're back to it <laughs> get back to it i want to point out lisa that one thing that i observed from what you were talking about too that i think we should add is that forgiveness doesn't require that you stay in the relationship you can still hold your boundaries this is you're talking about like yeah i know i got some i understand i'm extending mercy but <laughs> that doesn't mean i'm in the pool with you that's not I mean we're back full on because you're not safe for me in some way and i think that's important to call out just because you forgive someone does not mean that you let them fully back in. You need to be clear about what boundaries make sense, feel safe, and are in integrity with how you choose to show up and how you choose to manage the energy in your life. I like the idea that forgiveness is a gift you give yourself. And even though I've struggled to be forgiving in situations where I felt truly not just offended, but, but wronged, and in times that something malicious was done. So even though I, I have that sense that I need to be more forgiving in situations with family members, especially, I also realize that I, like Jindy, don't give myself enough mercy or forgiveness. And I was thinking about it in the context of COVID for a variety of reasons. And I've spent probably the last, I don't know, seven, eight months trying to figure this out. I struggled with quarantine, even though, and we've talked about it on a previous episode, even though I work from home traditionally and like, I cannot pinpoint a reason why it's been so difficult for me, but as the months have progressed and I've not made the best choices, whether it was forming healthy habits or continuing on a positive routine or doing the things that I know would help me feel better, uh, especially dealing with the, uh, you know, anxiety and stress and uncertainty associated with life in 2020, I realized at some point I've got to stop making myself feel bad about not doing better through this process, because all that was going to continue to happen is I'd make bad choices. I'd feel bad about those choices and I'd make more bad choices. And that circle was just going to end up, you know, with me about, you know, making a audition tape for my 600 pound life. And I was like, <laughs> I can't do this. <laughs> Wait. Uh, Jay, you're so 600, dramatic. 600, though? I love it. I know, it's so extreme. Oh, God. Oh, God. <laughs> <laughs> Listen, 
Listen, listen. Nobody saw that coming. I have watched that show and been like, how did you get there? And now I'm like, oh, I see. (laughs) (laughs) I understand. Oh, my God. So, so basically just the idea that, you know what, when, when you're thrown into a situation for which you were unprepared and you do not act at when you consider an optimal level, you have to get, let yourself off the hook for that. Because if you don't, it will just continue to weigh you down and and put you in a position where you may not recover. You know, mental health and emotional stability right now is probably at an all time low. They said that, that the suicide rate has not been this bad since 1941. And that was in the middle of World War, a world war, right? So that's the, that's the mindset that people are dealing with. And so I feel like it's important for all of us to say, hey, I didn't win quarantine and that's okay. What can I do now to improve my life? So how can I forgive myself so that I can start to make choices that I feel good about instead of wallowing in these bad choices? Thank you, Jen. Yes, thank you for sharing that. Now I feel like I've have to thank you for the therapy like Lawrence did. <laughs> I'll go next. I um, as you guys know, I'm a newlywed and uh, yay. It is it's great. And I'm finding we talk in the belonging episode about co-creation. So we are actively co-creating our experience. And we're at that point in a relationship where everything is new. We've been grown before we were together. So we have habits and things that you know, we're already here. Hey. <laughs> and what I'm finding is needing to actively forgive someone for being them. And and not because they're bad, but because my expectation might be different or because I just need to let him be him and let me be me and give us both space for that. And that's it's not quite forgiveness, I guess, except... There are clashes and newlyweds, you have this, you're building your life together. Sure. There's clashes, there's opportunities for like, whoa, I didn't know you did that. Whoa. I didn't know you liked that. Whoa. You, you do that. And giving each other grace to be like, okay, that's how you are. Now, how do I choose to, or do I need different boundaries here? How do I choose to engage you? And how can I just respect, just honor and respect the person that he is without trying to change or fix because I'm a fixer, change or fix or make him something else that he doesn't need to be. So forgiveness in that respect is in the act of co-creation. There's a need for active forgiveness. That's what I'm studying. Yeah. And that's constantly, like you said, I mean, you and your husband and all of us for that matter, our significant others are just people in general, friends, Similar to what Lisa, I'm sorry, what April is saying is just, well, you guys are just married. And I think Lisa is as well, but you're you're learning the other individual. And so you're going to constantly be doing that constantly. And so for myself as well, um, I limit who I I interact with. And obviously, no pun intended, I mean, the quarantine. (laughs) It's kind of forced me to do that as well. But but even for the people that I do decide to engage with or friends, um, you know, I find myself as well, just constantly forgiving them. And I'm, I'm constantly weighing the situation. Is it something that I can forgive or is it something that I need to, uh, you know, address? And I hope that that individual is doing the same for me as well. So thank you for that. So I guess as we end 2020, 
you know, it's a good space at the end of the year. It's a good end end of fiscal year. So 2020 has been lit. <laughs> so even more so, I know people in my space who have like a completion exercise that they do. And it may not be at the end of the year. It could be the end of a quarter or the end of a launch or the end of something. That's completion exercise. This way of like honoring what's been, taking a moment to reflect on the lessons and also sitting with what opportunities are coming next and getting closure, right? Setting some intention around this is the end of a chapter. This is the end of a paragraph or however you choose to frame it, but being really conscious about taking the lessons forward with you and then also choosing what's, what's going with me and what's not actually. And we talk a lot about Brene Brown, the difference between shame and guilt how feelings and negative feelings can follow us. Jen, you talk about this. Feelings can follow you through history where you can choose to forgive yourself. You can choose to forgive whoever and you can choose to let that go. And as we come to the end of the year, it's a great opportunity to to self-reflect and say, what am I choosing to let go of here for myself or for others? And what am I choosing to carry forward? I think it's a powerful place to play because you just feel better. When you forgive people, you just feel better. And That's true. You know, you just feel lighter. Like, you know what? I'm not dragging this dead body. It's done. And I'm moving on. I don't think of you. Please, 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 audience, give yourself the space to let go. Thank you for listening. If you like what you heard today, please take two minutes and leave us a review in your favorite podcast app. And in the meantime... Don't let perfection be the enemy of progress.